Located just north of the Golden Gate Bridge, Sausalito is a town of roughly 7,000 people. Both mansions and cottages stack its hillsides, and the heralded houseboat community fills the waters of Richardson's Bay. Through conversations with fishermen, librarians, longtime locals, and first-time tourists, each episode of Dock of the Bay explores Sausalito through the voices and perspectives of its people. You're listening to Dock of the Bay, Stories of Sausalito, a collection of audio insights into one Bayside city. I'm your host, Molly Cox. Sausalito is, at least in part, a tourist town. In the first three pages of the comment book, located at the Visitor Center, visitors from seven countries and nine states sign their names and locations. Cameron Park. I live in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. Tourism is an aspect of Sausalito that's unavoidable. At certain times of year in certain parts of town, it's possible to escape its reach. Sort of. But come summertime on a Sunday afternoon on Sausalito's main street, the pervasiveness of the tourist economy hits you square in the face. To lend an eye on the scene, local comedian and San Francisco native Arthur Gauss was recruited to lend his observations on the strip of Bridgeway between Princess Street and Bay. Yeah, we're at the bri- corner of Brid- Bridgeway and Princess here. Uh, I just high-stepped in front of a tourist bus. Um, and that is a nice segue for us to be standing here in front of crazy shirts. Crazy shirts, crazy shirts uh, for those that aren't familiar, is a t-shirt chain that's found throughout California, on the Big Island of Hawaii, Maui, Kauai, and Oahu, and in Florida, Nevada, and Colorado. The Sausalito Outpost, as with all the others, has a startling and slightly alarming variety of novelty t-shirts. Albert Einstein wearing a Hawaiian shirt, saying Sausalito, California, in block letters on the left-hand side. Imagination is more important than knowledge. That is highly Sausalito, isn't it? Crazy Shirts, though <laughs> like, notable, is only one of several t-shirt shops along Bridgeway. As I walked with Arthur, we counted three more. We are now on our third t-shirt shop in a uh, 50-foot radius of Crazy Shirts, which is sort of the ground zero. If I threw a baseball from where I'm standing at Crazy Shirts... I would easily be able to break the glass in crazy shirts and probably knock over the uh, world's greatest dad or whatever, or whatever variation of that idea that is in the front. And looking across the street, there is another t-shirt shop, but at least it appears that they have branched out into not very masculine-looking underwear. Despite the healthiness of today's t-shirt economy, downtown Sausalito wasn't always this way. For years, Sausalito held its image as a sleepy fishing village tucked underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Larry Clinton, former president of the Sausalito Historical Society, explains. The tourist industry really picked up when the ferries returned again in uh, 1970. And that's when Sausalito really blossomed as a tourist town. When the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge was completed in 1937, public access to Sausalito via the water was halted. It took more than 30 years for ferry service to return, and once it did, it allowed for a steadily increasing number of people, locals and tourists, to travel between Sausalito and downtown San Francisco. Entering the city via the bay is pretty majestic. In February 2009, the Society of American Travel Riders ranked Blue and Gold's Sausalito Ferry Ride the number two most exciting and scenic ferry ride in the world. 
If indeed the Sausalito to San Francisco ferry ride is the second most beautiful ferry ride, I'd like to know what the first one is. The other main entry point to Sausalito is a Golden Gate Bridge. Artist and Sausalito tourist David Shrigley comments. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is a very iconic structure, and um, entering Sausalito that way is, is pretty amazing. And then uh, I guess coming in on the ferry is pretty nice as well. Um, so inevitably, I guess, getting to Sausalito is going to be a bit of a letdown when you're here. But although I really like Sausalito, it's a really pretty little place. Um, I guess because I'm a tourist myself, it doesn't really register that it is quite a tourist destination for day trippers from San Francisco. But um, yeah, when I, the first time I drove through it, I thought, what a pleasant little place Sausalito is. How nice. It's impossible to fade the natural beauty of the place. But surrounded by Sunday afternoon tourists, Sausalito can feel a little lost in the shuffle. Over the years, city officials have noticed this and implemented ordinances to make the tourism less cheap. Larry Clinton describes. So the city, since the 70s, has been coping with the pluses and minuses of having heavy tourist visitation. Over the years, they've had to do things like put a cap on T-shirt shops, and they, you know, they don't allow um, chain businesses on the water side of Bridgeway. <laughs> All right, here we go. For more than 10 years, as soon as you disembark the ferry, veteran panhandler Peter Romanowski accompanied by the sunglasses-wearing Diamond Dog, has performed at the ferry terminal. Got the only guitar playing dogs in the world. <laughs> she can play with her feet, too. Okay. There are a handful of other downtown characters whose livelihoods subsist on the tourist dollars that get tossed their way. Bill Dan's Balancing Rocks Along the Waterfront were rated number 7 out of 10 Sausalito attractions on TripAdvisor.com. There's an occasional banjo player. There have been reports of a clown making balloon animals, and on the corner of Bridgeway and Princess Street, in a little area called Yutokchi Park, there's another Sausalito fixture. We have a bird guy, and uh, he's dressed all in white. Richard Aspen and his performing Mulliken cockatoo, Chinook. And, uh, Arthur and I encountered the man and his bird during our walk along Bridgeway, and, in the name of journalism, chose to experience the bird act firsthand. I'm now being beckoned. Now I'm being placed upon the seat... And I am being told to look into the tube through a slot. I have to move my hat. But I'm being asked to look through a sideways slot at a bird. It's a little bit of a Stanley Kubrick look at a bird. I, w I will... The bird just spoke. My, the microphone is being transferred from my right hand to my left hand. My hand is being moved in a series of different ways. And now the bird is leapt beak first from my finger onto my hand. I'm now in the sunshine on Bridgeway. The bird is moving down and it is menacing me. It is now on my shoulder, right now it is in the microphone and licking the microphone. At the time of this recording, Richard Aspen has worked in Sausalito for more than 19 years. The bird will do what the man in white tells it to. Because he is first and foremost a mime, it was difficult to conduct an interview. But according to a July 2010 article about the duo, Aspen makes a couple hundred dollars per day. And really, it's, it's quite brilliant. If you're going to come to Sausalito for any reason, this is it. Tourists may not be beloved by local Sausalitans, but their place is certainly acknowledged. 
The revenue generated from parking meters and the brisk business from restaurants and shops provides jobs and invests tourist dollars into the local economy. And Sausaledans hold a certain degree of pride that comes from living in such an enviable place. Through the years, the international appeal of Sausalito has been written about in books and travel articles and has been the subject of documentaries and television segments around the world. People come here from all over, and each seem to hold dearly their fond Sausalito memories. Oh, I love Sausalito. It's a very, very nice city. Mm -hmm. These memories are relayed in shared snapshots and in blog posts and Yelp reviews that wax poetic about the meals or views or ice cream flavors that they experienced while in Sausalito. But nowhere has this fondness best been encapsulated than in song. The number of songs written about or for Sausalito is staggering. They began to appear in the 60s and never really stopped. Whether your visit to Sausalito lasts an hour or a lifetime, take pictures, buy a t-shirt, write a song, paint a watercolor of the view, eat ice cream that tastes like tropical fruits, and most importantly, take notice of your surroundings and realize all of what's around you. This episode of Dock of the Bay has been a production of Radio Sausalito. Thank you to Arthur Gauss for playing tourist, to David Shrigley for being a good sport, to Larry Clinton for historical Sausalito information, to Richard Aspen and Chinook the Cockatoo, and to Peter Romanowski in Diamond Dog. The songs included in the Sausalito mashup are by Rosie and Andres, Western Union Band, Connor Oberst, Ohio Express, George Duke, and Kamel Hines, all of which, with the exception of Let It Flow, Sausalito Calling by Kamel Hines, are entitled Sausalito. Archived versions of all previous Dock of the Bay episodes, including stories of the Sausalito buzzerfish, Life as an Anchor Out, and Police Log Insights, can be found online at www.storiesofsausalito.com or via podcast through radiosausalito.org. I'm your host, Molly Cox. Thank you for tuning in.